0: and welcome to another Kirky Free Sermons Podcast. We hope that our sermons help you further your understanding of the Word of God and guide you into your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Whether you're tuning in on podcast or radio, we're glad that you're here today. Let's jump into this week's message. The power of the Word, and not people. Who is your go-to? Who do you follow in your reading, uh, your, uh, your, your teaching, your attendance? Uh, we tend to follow people sometimes. We tend to follow movements or style of individuals uh, or just location. Live here in Kirkhoven, this is a place to be, right? Within Scripture, we have Peter in the book of Acts. We spend some time following him, learning from him, hearing from him. And then the Apostle Paul comes along, and he's uh, a primary also in the book of Acts and brings us a huge number of writings to consider. Barnabas, Silas. On uh, mention is Luke. I, I enjoy Luke because of the gospel he writes and the book of Acts, and, and I'm drawn to some of his uh, some of his writings. But um, how about Apollos? Apollos we hear just a little bit about, but yet a man of God. Someone else for us to consider, to listen to, and uh, but most of all to learn from today on how we treat listen respond or even some of the struggles that leaders and teachers and uh, apostles uh, have in 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 ministry and that's it's really no different as we come together here this morning um Let's read about Apollos here in in Acts chapter 18, starting with verse 24. Now, a certain Jew named Apollos, an Alexandrian by birth, an eloquent man, came to Ephesus, and he was mighty in the scriptures. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, being fervent in the Spirit. He was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning Jesus, being acquainted only with the baptism of John. And he began to speak out boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wanted to go across to Achaia, the brethren encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him, and when he arrived, he helped greatly those who were believing through grace. For he, was po- for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating by the Scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. Just in that, I, 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 I would, I'd like to hear Apollo's uh um he he eloquent smooth uh and 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 he could catch your catch your um your attention in 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 speaking and in in his style. Now it, it appears the Apostle Paul, as he writes, that he didn't come with too much eloquence. He just kind of shot from the hips. He just kind of was in your face, and and he just dealt with the things. I mean, he says, you know, either guys, you just shape up, or when I come, I'm going to really take care of issues. I mean, he was pretty blunt in in those things, and and we, I think, there's a difference here in Apollos, two different individuals, but he knew the scriptures. Don't you admire someone who teaches that can just rattle and know Scripture? Uh I, I remember I, uh one of the older pastors, Carl Nicholson, I don't know if any any of you ever crossed his path, but uh he he could quote scripture as he would preach and and bring it in there. And I and I would I remember sitting listening to him when I first came into his life through my wife uh at the free church there in Albion, and, and and he would he just I just kind of just sat there in jealousy. Uh, wishing I would know scripture like, like Carl did. And, uh, would, so would, would, would enjoy listening to him. And so here we have, uh, you know, uh, Apollos who was, who was eloquent, knew the scriptures. Um, he had been taught, not a self-learner he had some educational teaching behind him uh, not a self-made man which there's there's a balance in all of this but it's just we're getting a picture who um who he was uh and um so he had been a student to learn and understand and he was well it, it it says he was uh, in in the scripture is fervent in the spirit he was speaking and teaching accurately the things concerning he was being affirmed as a teacher he was being affirmed uh as as someone that the holy spirit was working in we talk about the holy spirit today and and apollos was one as he teach people would see that he really was 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 in the word don't you don't you want that in your your pastor, your Sunday school teacher that as they come and, and and share that you just see it and you feel it and 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 you just hear it from their heart that appears to be what a what Apollos was like and and even before the the you know he was kind of um in, in, informed of there's more to the story, He, the Holy Spirit was already there. Guiding him, teaching him, giving him the things to say and, and what to say as, as he comes now to Ephesus. We don't know what took place down there in Africa and Alexandria, but he's, he's now up there in Ephesus and he's teaching and, and sharing Jesus. Someone we should listen to. Would want to listen to. But sharing the, the story of Jesus, there was just a there was, well, I don't know if it's considered it a little bit missing, but but there was a it didn't understand he, he, uh, the, the, the fullness of the kingdom of God at hand. I mean, he was aware of what was the message of John the Baptist? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And that was the foundation of, of of what he was was teaching and understanding that this Jesus, as he came and and uh, all, all that went with it, but he he didn't know the work and the, of the redemption and the sacrificial work of the Holy Spirit that works in the hearts and lives of believers. So Aquila and Priscilla, we. Came across those earlier. They, they took him aside. Notice this. They took him aside. Don't you love it when somebody jumps all over you in public? Just tries to correct you, just, and, and make sure that they, you know, that they, you're right and that they're wrong and and they, they just want to drive that home and, and, uh, you know, get their point across and, But I love the example of here we have two leaders of the church who they appear to just take Apollos aside and explain to him the rest of the story. Much that you do as as ladies and people come in to, to, to take them aside, put your arms around them, and share them about Jesus. And to the credit of Apollos, He received it. He received it. I don't always like to be corrected. And I don't always maybe want to be told I'm wrong or I I need to add more things, but that has happened in my life. Um, But they take him aside and explain it, and he takes it, the full work of God. And in that revelation, as we read on, he becomes stronger, man of truth. He grows in it, and it and it and it appears that the the, um, the as he gets the rest of the story, there's a, a I want to say an energy, a newness, a freshness. And as he's sharing there in Ephesus, now he's drawn to go to Corinth. And to speak about Jesus, and they send him a letter. They let they they, they he goes and and the, he continues there to have an impact. Who do we listen to? Would we listen to, Apollos? Paul is now on his third missionary journey, and he has had a desire to go to Ephesus, and he finally gets there. And as he gets there, he has to do a little bit of re-education or teaching, and we find there Luke gives us the highlights of a man of God, of Apollos, who didn't quite have it all accurate, in the fullness of the gospel, in Ephesus, and Paul comes, and I believe he has to now correct this. Let's continue reading in chapter 19, starting with verse 1. And it came about that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper country, came to Ephesus and found some disciples. And he said to them, "'Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed?' And they said to him, "'No, we have not even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit.' And he said, "'Into what then were you baptized?' And they said, "'Into John's baptism.'" And Paul said, John, baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in him who was coming after him, and that is Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized, and I say, set apart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. They began speaking in tongues and prophesying, and they were all, uh, all of these men were together. These, they were were twelve. And he entered the synagogue, continued speaking boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But there were some who were becoming hardened and disobedient, speaking evil of the way uh, before the multitudes, and he withdrew from them and took away the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus." And this took place for two years so that all who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, or the word of the Lord, both Jew and Greek. And God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul, another man of God, bringing the good news. Paul, as he comes back to Ephesus, I think he falls, he finds some of the fallout of the incompleteness that sometimes happens in our teaching, in our circles. And sometimes we have to come alongside of one another and go into scripture and hear the rest of the story. Paul does not any time in in this uh, come down on Apollos of false teaching. But completes the message. Let me use some of your overtime here um, and, and consider the the completeness of the gospel. That we must have the completeness of the gospel, the message that sometimes as we consider the balance of the good news, we 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 struggle. As Paul comes and corrects the understanding of the baptism of Jesus upon conversion, the ministry of the Holy Spirit coming upon those and setting apart men and women for the kingdom of God through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the whole work of sanctification, the whole work of redemption, the whole work of the sacrifice, all of that that's in there. It was important for us to know and understand there have been seasons in my life when I think the church sometimes is afraid to talk about the fullness of the gospel. There are times, uh, seasons where I, I think the um, uh, many of the evangelicals are afraid to talk about the power and the impact of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, and so we avoid it. We don't talk about it, and yet it's there. It's real. It's alive is it a fear of abuse i don't know is it a fear of counterfeiting i don't know but i have been in long enough in my 40 years of ministry to know that there are times that some of us have just been afraid to see the fullness of god that he has for us there have been seasons where there's probably been too much focus in my background and and uh, and, and trust in ceremonial faith and not personal faith, sacramental faith, and not the personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're afraid, and, 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 and as we give people that false security, we're afraid to raise the issue and talk about it. The fullness of the gospel. It is not by ceremony. It's not by the things we do. It is not by who your parents were. It's not by your ethnic background, but it is faith alone in the work of Jesus Christ. And that can lead to division and can lead to conflict when we will not stop and talk about the fullness of the gospel and share that. And there still is. All right, I'll stop rambling on it, and we'll just go to Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting with verse 11. For I have been informed concerning you, my brethren, by Cleo's people, that there are quarrels among you. Now I mean this, that each one of you is saying, I'm of Paul, or I'm of Apollos, or I'm of Cephas, Peter, or I'm of Christ. Has Christ been divided? Paul was not crucified for you, was he? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Cyprus and Gaius, and that no man should say that you were baptized in my name. Now, I did not baptize also the house of Stephanus beyond that. I do not know whether I baptized. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech and the cross of Christ, that it should be made on void. Tensions when we start following the man and not the message. When Peter becomes your guru, or when Apollos becomes the one you enjoy listening to, or Paul, and Paul is running into this in the church that has caused divisions. Well, I'm a Paulinian. Does that work? Paulinian? Um, I'm not even going to try the other names, but I'm a follower of Paul. And sadly, I mean, there are people who will only go and listen to the writings of Paul. He was not crucified. Who do we listen to? Who do we bridge into the gospel? We need to go to Jesus as what Paul did. He brings these disciples who had been, I, I think, exposed to Apollos, a great teacher, but they needed a little bit more to understand it and pointing to Jesus. Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 9, and I'll close with these. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as men of flesh, as to babes in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to handle it, receive it. Indeed, you were not able to do that. Verse 3, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, you are not fleshly. You are not walking like mere men. For when one says, I'm of Paul, and another says, I'm of Apollos, you uh, are you not mere men? What then is Apollos, and what then is Paul? Servants, through whom you believe, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God causes the growth. So that neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now we who plant and he who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field and God's building. We pause today to consider the impact of ministry of men, Apollos and Paul, and sometimes where there's need to grow and mature and understand, but ultimately that it will point to Jesus, the ministry of the Holy Spirit to bring glory to Jesus Christ. Not Apollos. Not to Paul. Not to Ralph. I don't have any gurus out there following me around or listening to me, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. Because, well, I, I know me. But, um, it, it, um, it's not about who we are, is it? But it's about the message. One of the interesting things I found out in the history, of of speculation. Jerome, the historian, believes that Apollos, when he heard about the dissension and that people were causing problems in in fighting of being in his camp and not Paul's camp, he left the ministry for a season. And I would say because it hurts. Because it wasn't about him. And he didn't want it to be about him. And I don't want it to be about him. And Kirk Free, it should never be about us. It should never be about who we are. But it should be about the message of Jesus Christ, the ministry of the Holy Spirit that comes and guides us, corrects us, convicts us, and point us to our Savior and Redeemer, the one we remember, the one we celebrate in a few moments. That's our hope. That's our testimony of what we can have. Father, it's not about me. It's not about my style. Not about my adequacies or inadequacies. It comes right down to the ministry of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And without that, we could have stayed home. But thanks be to God that you come to us and now we can see how you work in the hearts and lives of men like Apollos, and you, and and you groom us, and you change us, and you, and you allow us to grow and become men of truth. And Paul, who can come along and do the same thing, and Father, as we move forward as a movement in the ministries you call us, whether it's the whole pregnancy or Kirk Free or whatever we may be a part of. Lord, may we be on our knees in prayer, engulfed, touched, and guided by the Holy Spirit to secure people in the faith of Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Teach us and guide us. And now, Father, as we come and partake of remembering, as you have encouraged us to do, the body and blood of Jesus Christ in communion, once again, Lord, I just pray that your presence of your Holy Spirit would in some way touch us, maybe more than ever, that this is really about Jesus. This is really about his sacrifice. It is really about the work of the Son of God, the kingdom of God that has come to us And because we have it, we remember. Forgive us when we think that because we remember we have it. That's wrong. So come now, Lord, as we gather to celebrate Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Kirkoven Evangelical Free Church of Kirkoven, Minnesota. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please email us at kirkefree at gmail.com. That's K-E-R-K-E-free at gmail.com.